Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to Around the Dial, your one-stop shop for sports talk's best moments every day. Here's your host, CBS Sports Radio's Damon Amendolara. Welcome inside Around the Dial, the best of your sports talk. For Monday, June the 17th, I'm your host, D.A. Guess what? Anthony Davis has a new home. Over the weekend, the massive news is announced that the Los Angeles Lakers will send three players, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, and Josh Hart, along with three first-round draft picks. That includes this year's number four overall pick and the ability for the Pelicans to swap other first-rounders down the road, all for the rights to Anthony Davis. Boy, that's a huge haul for the Pelicans, but a pretty enormous player the Lakers get back in return. Let's start in New Orleans, where they had a transcendent athlete and had to trade him away because he didn't want to stay there. The Pelicans apparently not done yet. Here's Jake Madison, host of Locked on Pelicans podcast, who joined Tommy Tucker on WWL First News in New Orleans. Is that all, folks, as it relates to this trade, or is there another is there another big giant basketball shoe to drop? So there's probably two more shoes to drop. First is when this deal gets done. So either July sixth or July thirtieth are the two most likely dates. And that's really when things can get done as soon as possible on July sixth. Because of the way things can be structured in the NBA, the Los Angeles Lakers have a ton of incentive to wait till July 30th. It gives them the cap space to sign another big name free agent, maybe build a super team in the air in LA of three guys versus just two. Because of that, they might include more draft picks or another player or two to New Orleans to kind of pay them in a way to get this deal done later rather than sooner. The other big shoe that could drop is the the Pelicans might not be done dealing here. They might try and bring a third team into this trade and either move some of the pieces, the players they got from the Lakers and Brandon Ingram or Lonzo Ball, or they might try and move the fourth overall pick, which they received in this trade as well. This is really a three-person draft. Having the four pick isn't the best. They might want to move on from that either for future first-round picks or to trade down later in the draft and maybe get two picks. The Atlanta Hawks have, I believe, eight and ten, and that's going to be a possibility as well. So it's just really, though Anthony Davis has been traded and that's done with for the most part, this is kind of just the start of this story, and we're going to see where it goes from here. The draft Thursday night, a text comes in, a couple of texts that I'll pass along here. Is there a major free agent that the Pels could acquire for the fourth pick? 
You know, I think obviously the dream here is to trade that fourth pick and maybe one of the players that they received in the trade with the Lakers, maybe Brandon Ingram to the Washington Wizards for a guy like Bradley Beal, who's a bona fide superstar in the NBA. But it's going to take a lot more than that. I think this is just right now the Pelicans accumulating assets and then maybe moving some of those for more flexibility further down the line in subsequent seasons. I don't see a major trade coming back that's going to kind of get everyone very excited. If anything, it might be kind of flipping draft picks for more draft picks or a borderline NBA all-star, but nothing that's really that major. In terms of free agency coming up too, which starts on July 1, they'll have about $20 million in salary cap space where max level guys come in around like $30 million or so. So they're a little bit limited there too. I think this was going to kind of be the highlight of the offseason for them, the Anthony Davis trade, other than picking Zion Williamson, I guess, on Thursday. But they're not done dealing I just don't see anything earth-shattering coming in the foreseeable future. A text comes in and says, all the Pelicans need to do now is trade Alonzo Ball for some picks so they don't have to deal with Alonzo Ball's father. Is he, what, how, Where does that factor in all of this? It, it, it's a factor, I can tell you that. You know, you just kind of went through this saga with Anthony Davis that left many in the franchise weary. And when you're coming in now, drafting Zion Williamson on Thursday is your new franchise centerpiece. Do you really want him kind of around the storm that is LeVar Ball? And the answer is probably not. However, his son, Lonzo Ball, even though he hasn't shown a ton yet in the NBA, can fit really well here in New Orleans in the backcourt with Drew Holiday. He's great defensively. He's good in transition. He makes the right passes. He has potential to be a very good NBA player. And we all know kind of talent wins out. I think if if LeVar Ball starts to become an issue, they'll look into moving Lonzo. But I think right now he's part of the plans here in New Orleans. No matter what happens from here, David Griffin just nailed this. I mean, let's face it. The Pelicans had no leverage. AD said openly, I don't want to be here. AD had already planned his escape. AD had already told the Boston Celtics, in no uncertain terms, that he didn't want to be there long term. At least said that through his agent, Rich Paul. So there wasn't really many suitors that AD was going to go to and sign on long-term. So the Lakers, in some ways, bidding against themselves, and that means that what Griffin got was a huge haul. And now they've got options. They're going to get Zion Williamson. And do you package some of the players you just got in a draft pick for somebody else? Do you just use all of those draft picks? Do you package some of the draft picks to move up in next year's draft or something like that? I mean, this is now an opportunity for the Pelicans to build a huge nucleus and a fun team. And hey, just Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson automatically makes the Pelicans one of those, hey, let me see what the Pels are doing tonight. Let me check out that team tonight. Who are they playing tonight? That's just one of those teams now suddenly becomes very, very interesting. From a Celtic standpoint, They miss out on Anthony Davis. Was it a mistake for Danny Ainge not to go all in, even if AD wasn't necessarily going to sign there long-term? We just saw what Kawhi Leonard did in just one year in Toronto. Here's Dale, Keefe, and Jermaine Wiggins on WEEI in Boston. If you are the Boston Celtics, this is what you're telling me. Anthony Davis is out there. You're not willing to come up off of Jason Tatum because you're worried about him potentially. Well, it would probably, if you're going to do a comparable trade, wouldn't it have been Tatum and Jalen Brown and uh, I guess another player like lower on the roster, like like a Time Lord, let's say, mm-hmm. and then 
the Memphis pick that you have, yep. the number 14 pick probably this year, and then the ability to swap picks in like 2030 or whatever right. the hell they did. Right. Isn't that what the, the, what the deal would be? Yeah. And for the Pelicans, you're now kind of going down the Celtics road or the road they've already been. You still need a superstar. Like you're, yeah. Right. Now Zion could They're be a superstar. Zion. Yeah, but, they yeah. Don't but even if you get Zion, yeah. is he going to be better than Anthony Davis? Yeah, You've had Anthony Davis. Unli- You've had unlikely. a super, Right. Unlikely. So, they're sort of spinning. Now, the Celtics are recalibrating, and they're going back to the same thing. Yeah, they're not the, trading it, for the guys, it, but Tatum and Brown are now your core. But New Orleans, yeah. right? New Orleans, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. New Orleans fans and New Orleans organization seems like they don't mind waiting the three, four years to see what this potentially could be with these young guys and Zion, right? They don't mind that. They, if you're a Celtics fan and you, you've been following this team, you don't want it. You, it's about getting to the NBA Finals. That's the most important thing, right? Correct. And that that's all that matters here in Boston. And when you look at it, the team that you got now is not going to get you there. You if they wanted Brad Stevens. But Steven, the team you had didn't get you there right, either. But but listen, I understand not even that. Close. If they wanted mm, yeah, further away, not even than close. When right. just a bunch right. of Calder, Calder, yeah, right. Calder. But if they wanted Brad Stevens along with Tatum Brown, I'm shipping everybody out to get Anthony Davis because what I want Because I, he won so much no, in no, New no, Orleans. No, no, but what I'm hoping yeah, to but do. But what did Garnett win before he came? It right. was the same story. He Garnett got to the was a Loser. Well, he got to a the conference finals. Couldn't win. He got to the conference finals once. Right. Anthony Davis made I, the playoffs twice. Right. Garnett has made the playoffs. I understand. Garnett's, or Davis won one playoff series right. in seven right. years. You, he, so you he, don't think he's that good? I think he's a bit overrated. Uh, oh. you, you don't think he's a oh. top five player? I think he's probably top. I think he's top ten. Oh man! I think you need to Come be able on, to. Rich. You can't make player. the play Come if you're on, top. Man. If you're a top you, five so player, top five players can't make the playoffs. Top five players do not miss the playoffs. No. Wait, wait, who's his sidekick? He doesn't right. have a sidekick. Drew uh, uh, Holiday. Drew right, Holiday. Right? You can't make the freaking playoffs. Wait, well, if you're, you're, you're putting Holiday up there with like Harden's sidekick, Durant's sidekick, Westbrook's sidekick, like he doesn't have a comparable okay, number two. So who, Nikola Jokic was the number uh, had the two seed in the Western Conference. He's really good. He's right. amazing. Right. If Anthony and Anthony Davis is better than Jokic, right? Yes. Yes. So what? So the two seed versus the twelve. You got to make the playoffs. I'm not trying to say Anthony Davis isn't good. He's great. He's a great player. He's a top you five player him. in yes. the league. Can he be the best player on a title team? Yes. yes. No, he can't even be in the. He's not making the playoffs. Ha, ha, Wait, he could be the more best player on the Lakers this year. More teams make LeBron the playoffs. LeBron could be don't. worse. LeBron could uh, be. Dumb. LeBron probably how, will be worse. Right? How did? How yeah, did, yeah, yeah. How did Jokic do in the uh, uh, Western Conference Finals? I, he didn't make the Western okay, Conference Finals. So, he made the playoffs. So what? Anthony Davis has made the playoffs. Twice! In order, Twice in nine and, years! In order, you got to take that into order, account. In, no, or in seven or, years. In order Excuse to me, win, in order to get to the Western Conference or Eastern Conference Finals or have an opportunity to get to the NBA title, you need a top five player plus a sidekick. But to make the playoffs, you don't. You just, you, well, you just, you right. really don't. He's played in 13 career playoff games. Like that, that has to be a bit of an issue. I don't think it's a mistake by Danny Ainge not to go deeper into this deal without having certainty that AD was going to resign because, you know, you do want to trade for a superstar player, and AD is definitely that, but if you trade away three players and three first-rounders for a guy that's only there for a year, well, now you've really hemorrhaged your entire team on one season, and granted, Toronto did that, but Toronto only had to give up DeRozan, Pirtle, and a first. It wasn't that there was nothing, but that's two established players and a first-rounder. If that's all it took to get AD for the Celtics, I think Danny Ainge does that even if it's just for a year. But it sounds like it was going to take far more than that because the Lakers were so interested in giving up whatever it took to get Anthony Davis. Now, 
with LeBron James there and still very effective, bringing in Anthony Davis means that the Lakers have two of the top six players of the NBA or so. Is it pretty amazing that in one fell swoop, the Lakers went from disaster to the favorites in the Western Conference? Here's the morning show on 92.9, the game in Atlanta with John and Hugh. Are they the favorites in your opinion? I would say that they're right there with that. You you know, because in this free agency, free agency that's coming up, John, it's going to be a lot of movement going on. So it's, you know, you don't know what Toronto's going to be after Kawhi Leonard leaves, if he decides to leave. Uh, you would probably say the Bucks are, are probably going to be a contender in the East. Um, the Phillies, the Phils, the Sixers, I mean. And uh, out of the West, the, the, the last defending champion, the Golden State Warriors, they're banged up. The one that come out of the West, they're banged up right now. I would say, yeah, out of the West, they would have to be the favorites right now. They would have to be the favorites. I think Denver would probably be right there. Uh, who else? Utah? Houston. Houston. Oh, yeah, definitely Houston. But I would say – but you don't even know – like everybody up for, is up for trade outside of Harden in Houston. So you don't know how different that team is going to look next year. Right, and and Kawhi goes to the Clippers, and suddenly that, that, that changes yeah. things. Portland's going to be healthy. So, yeah, you. I would say right now with those two guys, yes – because that, that's a given. They, they're there. You don't know. Everybody else is it's up in the air. So I would definitely say yes. Yes, you give it to the Lakers right now. If you're the New York Knicks and you have the third pick here and you're, you're looking at your future after what happened in the NBA Finals, are you, are you still thinking, Hugh, that maybe uh, if, you're, if you're Brooklyn and you have two max spots, if you're New York and you have a couple max spots, are either of those teams still thinking about going full max on Kevin Durant and just – Kind of eating the contract for the first year. Uh, I would think so. I would think so. It's going to be interesting to see whether or not Katie decides to stay in Golden State, you know, and and do his rehab and stuff there, or or if another team will step up and give him that max deal. I think that's what you're looking at at right now. Would you do it if you were the GM of one of those teams? I, I would. I would not. I would not shy away from giving him a max deal, knowing that he was going to be there. You're talking about what three, three or four year deal? I go ahead and bite that first year. I would definitely do that and have him for the next three. Because that way, you know, I know that the free agent market is not going to be that great. But having KD there, knowing what it's going to be after he becomes healthy, I'm comfortable with that. Yeah, I'll make that move. Yeah, that's going to be the most interesting thing. Will somebody bite on that? Because he has KD, Kevin Durant has a player option for next year with the Golden State Warriors of well over $30 million. And he could just exercise it. And so he can sit out the entire year, like a free agent year, and make $30 million doing so. Uh, oh yeah, he's so, gonna cash check. He, yeah. he, he and make it so good for him. He's just gonna have people going to the mailbox for him if that's what he wants to do and pick up the checks for him. He ain't got to go there. He get on his little scooter, or whatever that little push thing. After he comes, you know, start rehab because he can't really start doing anything for nine months. He mm-hmm. can't do anything for nine months. Right. So it's gonna be a while before he's even probably allowed to uh, put any weight on that on that leg. And the difficult thing about the NBA is that you have the draft first and then free agency. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it were free agency first, like the NFL, free agency first, then the draft, uh, and I don't know which way is better, but both are kind of confounding because, you know, if you want to go into free agency and get a player, you know, who, who, well, who are you drafting? If you're going to draft somebody that's going to be, because you can't be guaranteed of anything in free agency, you know, in other words, if you if you want to go into free agency and get a point guard, do you draft a point guard? Do you go into free agency to get a point guard? You yeah, don't know. I mean, how it's, it's, it works it's out really, for you. Right. How it works out for you. The New Orleans Pelicans, their side of the story is they're going to have – so they basically they strip the team, and they're starting over, right? I mean, essentially, in a, in a manner of speaking. And so if they go out and get – now they're going to get Zion Williamson number one. Mm-hmm. You know, if they keep number four, 
the projections are that they would get uh, Darius Garland, the the young star. Now, Darius Garland played at Vanderbilt, but he didn't play much as a freshman because he got injured. But everybody seems to think he is right there with John Morant in terms of their ability to be, you know, if Garland had played his whole year, you'd be talking about him like you talk about John Morant, that he's that good, a point guard. Now, New Orleans says, how's that going to work with a really young team? I have no idea. Well, they're going to grow together. And and I think that's the most exciting thing about it because you're looking at most of the NBA teams now. You look at at the uh, Sixers as being the blueprint for the young young gunners, you know, growing up together. You'll probably look at it something more like that. Look at what the Hawks are doing. And now you have a big piece with with Zion Williamson, with Lonzo Ball, and other guys that they, they traded for. When you think about it, the Warriors next year are going to be without Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson, even if they do both opt back in, and likely KD does not. So that means the Warriors team, who could be the presumed favorites, are down to Steph and Draymond. Now, maybe they sign somebody else, but as they're presently built, Steph and Draymond. Well, that's not two of the top ten players of the NBA. All right, let's look at the other Western Conference finalists, the Portland Trailblazers. You have Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum, but they're not in any big free agents. So that's not two of the top ten players of the NBA. All right, well, how about the Houston Rockets? With where Chris Paul is at this point in his career, he's not a top ten player, so that's not two of the top ten players in the NBA. So where else in the West are we looking? The Spurs? Right now the Clippers could get Kawhi Leonard, and that would be one of them. But they don't have another player on that roster that would be a top 10 player. Now, if they got both Kawhi and Kyrie, maybe then they'd be the favorites. But my point is, the Denver Nuggets, there's not another team in the Western Conference that have two of the top 10 players of the NBA. And granted, there's no bench right now. You have to flesh out that roster. But when you have two superstars on your team and nobody else has that in the West, that might just very well make you the favorite in the Western Conference. Now, one thing we just alluded to earlier was that Rich Paul gave the Celtics the clue. Hey, we don't want to sign there long-term. That AD will show up for a year and play good soldier, but he's leaving after that. And that's, I'm sure, what forced Danny Ainge to rethink how far he went in on a deal like this. But that was Rich Paul speaking, not Anthony Davis speaking. And Rich Paul also represents LeBron, so is this all about collecting toys for LeBron to succeed is Rich Paul running the Lakers. Here's 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland with Baskin and Phelps. They went from out of it to into it quickly with I, one move. It'll be interesting to see how they uh, build a team around those guys. I want to also see what happens with Anthony Davis. If I'm Anthony Davis, I'm not signing a long-term deal until I need to. Unless LeBron and Rich are telling me to do this. That's the reason why. And then you get into the question, who's running the team? Who's running the Lakers? If this $4 million that we're talking about actually does come into play on the bonus for him to be traded, then you can ask yourself, who's running the Lakers? Because if Rich Paul advises him and says, look, let's not take the $4 million, let's bring in another max contract guy, then you kind of can see what's going on here. He's advising a client not to take $4 million so they could bring in another max contract guy if that's the way it plays out. Huh. Again, who's running the Lakers? I I, I know you I'm, don't want to play. Go, I'm, not going to, I'm Jeff, not going to agree with you on that. Because you want to see the world in this picture-perfect place where there's rainbows and sunshine 
And, well, and in, my wor- in my world, Andy, there is. I know. I know. And that's why you're such a happy guy. <laughs> and that's why you're going to live so much longer than I will. I see conspiracy all around the place here on this. I, and it's not bad conspiracy. It's all legal conspiracy. The league has set it up this way. But it's it's Rich Paul running the Lakers at this point. It's LeBron running the Lakers. While LeBron doesn't want to hear it, and he'll defer to Rich Paul, it's LeBron running the Lakers. Come on, Jeff. You, you, you make I'm, it I'm sound not, like I'm it's not, not even, true, but I'm not is. even disagreeing with you. It's okay. just the thought of it disgusts me. But there is a real possibility that's the case. I'm not even going there. Yes, you will. The, the thought of that disgusts me. It disgusts you to think that anyone could think that? Jeff, we saw it here. LeBron had Dan, you know what he had him by. And it was it was the case of you want him on the team or not. And Dan made a conscious decision. I think yeah, he did. Yeah, but see, but here's the difference. The Lakers have LeBron on the team. LeBron wants more. It's the same reason Kevin Love is here. I, I can't wait till 37-year-old LeBron wants more and the Lakers say, yeah, no, not really. And LeBron will say, Okay, well, I'm going to retire, and they'll say, okay, good luck. Trade me to where my kid's at. at 30, uh, he's 35. He won't be here yet. No, Bronny won't be there till 23. Look, LeBron, LeBron's going to be really good next year. You really think so? Oh, yeah. He'll be really good. Because he's got Anthony Davis? Oh, because he's good. Andy, he was playing great basketball before he hurt his groin. I know. He really was. But you're the one that sits here, and I listen to you all the time. Father Time's going to catch up to him. Well, it is. Father it, Time's going to catch up Father Time's undefeated, dude. Yeah, I know he it's is. It's going to catch up to him. It's just a matter of when. And if anybody can dodge that bullet for a while, it's LeBron. Rich Paul has a lot of influence, and LeBron has a lot of influence. And together, they've got a lot of influence. But Rich Paul has that because LeBron is LeBron. And it's what has happened in today's NBA, where because one great player can win you a championship like we just saw with Kawhi. One great player gets taken care of. He is above the rules. He gets to control things. And LeBron has taken advantage of this over the last decade or so. And it's hard to argue. I mean, LeBron James on the Miami Heat, if the Heat only had Dwayne Wade and Bosh and the rest of those guys, aren't going to force your NBA Finals. LeBron goes there and they win titles. You know, just Chris Bosh wasn't going to do that with Dwayne Wade. That wasn't a super team. LeBron ends up in Cleveland. They go from out of the playoffs and the lottery to four straight NBA Finals. Wins a championship. Down 3-1. LeBron, just like Kawhi Leonard, just won a championship for Toronto. Yeah, they need to have good pieces around him, but that singular player makes that much of a difference. So how are you not going to allow those guys to have influence? It would be nice if they didn't need that but if they need that, unfortunately, you got to give it to them. Now, with Anthony Davis in L.A. and Kevin Durant injured and Clay Thompson injured and Kyrie Irving looking at the Brooklyn Nets and maybe likely going there, what does this mean for the Knicks, who had cleared the deck for big-time free agents and now might not have one? Well, let's listen to Ramona Shelburne, ESPN NBA insider, who joined Joe Cos and Dibs on 95-7 the game in San Francisco. They now a team that is left holding the bag in all this with all the talk of possibly Kyrie going to Brooklyn and other other free agents maybe staying away from the Knicks? Could be. The Knicks could really get shut out, right? But, you know, I think some of it also is um, a big loyalty test, right? Like, if you really want Kevin Durant, you have to be prepared to offer him a max contract 
while he's going to miss probably the entire first year. And, it, you know, big man coming off an Achilles injury, who knows? Maybe he's never the same. We don't know. Um, it, you know, I, I would bet on him, but that's, that's a big gamble, you know, for a team like the Knicks that doesn't have a lot of equity in, invested in Durant, whereas the Warriors, like, they, they do. I mean, this is the guy who's helped them win two championships. So, uh, you know, if the Knicks miss on Kyrie Irving and Durant and trading for Anthony Davis and even Kemba Walker, man, like, are they tanking again next year? Could be. Ramona, I'm most intrigued by Laker drama. Magic Johnson hits Twitter and thanks Jeannie. Amazing. I know, yeah. great. And hits Jeannie yeah. Buss twice, says, yep, great job, Jeannie, great job, Jeannie. A little bit later, gets Rob Palenka in there. Is there... And I don't know if I'm getting too far ahead of it. Is there something going on with the? I've, everyone heard the rumors. Magic's trying to buy the Lakers. Kobe's got a group trying to buy the Lakers. What's going on with the drama behind the scenes? And what's Magic trying to uh, to work his way into? Oh, I don't think Kobe's trying to buy the Lakers. Um, I don't know. I've 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 suspected um, that maybe Magic had another agenda with you know kind of the way he he resigned and some of the hints that he dropped. But I haven't had anything concrete behind the scenes suggested that he had something going. I really just think he took his ball and went home and got upset about it because he wasn't very good at the job and sort of quit because that's when you're Magic Johnson, you don't have to do anything that's not very fun or you're getting a lot of criticism for or maybe you're not that good at, right? Um, I think when you look at it, you know, with his tweets the other day, I, I literally laughed out loud when I saw that. It was so funny. Um, I was like, great job, Rob Palenka. <laughs> right? Awesome. I mean, two weeks ago, he's like, you say he's a backstabber and horrible. But you have to remember this about Magic. He is a Laker fan, okay? And he's a big cheerleader. And so he's gone through most of his life being able to say and do what pretty much whatever he wanted because he's Magic Johnson. Like, you can say, I want the coach fired. You can say, I quit you know he coach he 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 was a coach for a while he quit that he was you know, he's a, he, he kind of is able to do whatever he wants and there's really not a lot of consequences cuz every room you walk into you're magic johnson and i i i as bad as it was the way he left i mean he literally took like a flamethrower to the organization and threw everyone under the bus if he shows up on opening night and wants to like have a public face or say something to the crowd, I think they'll let him. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just kind of the way it's been ever since he started, you know, winning championships with the Lakers in 79. Let's face it. If the Knicks can still get Kevin Durant, even if he's got a torn Achilles and has to sit out all of next season, you've got to just thank your lucky stars he's even considering you. Because at this point in time, there's no way that the Knicks have earned the right with how much dysfunction they've had of that franchise, to land any top-tier player. I mean, they haven't proven anything. And KD injured is better than no KD. And while it's not the sunshine and lollipops that you thought with a healthy KD and a healthy Kyrie Irving coming to New York and playing alongside a couple of lottery picks, hey, beggars can't be choosers. And the Knicks are definitely beggars. Finally, on the football side of things, it's been a really weird couple of weeks in Houston because it was early June when the Texans decided they were firing their GM. And then they decided that they were going to go after Nick Casario of the New England Patriots. And then the Patriots decided, no, that's tampering. And now the Texans have decided, okay, we're no longer interested in Nick Casario. 
but is it only for the time being? Here's Sports Radio 610 in Houston with the triple threat and Texans insider John McClain. In your opinion, is this absolutely positively, no question about it, the end of any interest the Texans will have in Nick Casario? If they don't hire anybody, they'll go after him next year. Could they offer the Patriots a deal? Uh, uh, well, you know, we'll, get, we'll I don't give think you one if you let happen. Casario out if of If that would deal. already happen, that would already done it instead of this. They would have already gotten it worked out. This couldn't be a step in the process of arriving at that? No, I don't know. I just found this out. Sure. I got to work a lot more on it. But uh, um, I'd just love to know when it comes out up there in New England, or Adam Schefter always has a lot of stuff on the Patriots, what he says about his contract. And obviously, it's the, and why wouldn't he let them know? Yeah. Of course, he can't talk to them. So how would he let him know? All right, so so John, you you mentioned, and I know you've got to go do stuff with the Chronicle, but I just want for the for the benefit of the audience, the scenario that you're talking about that could be in place if they were to try to wait out one season, you know, kind of get by for one season until Casario became available. How would that look? Well, I don't know how it look, but what it but would who be. But would, what would the structure be? The structure would be what I mentioned last time. Bill O'Brien would be over personnel. I'm guessing Jack Easterby would handle football ops chris olson would continue to handle contracts and uh the cap and then jamie roots who's always controlled the administration side and that would be the management team and they would answer to cal mcnair at this late date maybe they're going to interview other candidates i don't know they interviewed the first two last weekend ray farmer martin mayhew they're not going to hire one of those guys and so i'm not sure how it will play out, but that's what I'm guessing. On the other hand, they could bring in candidates next week. Hopefully I'll know more in a few minutes. Okay. This is stunning. Two weeks in a row on a Friday afternoon, John, you join us for a bombshell. Those are bombshells. Yeah, they are bombshells indeed. All right, we got to talk about Next what... week I'll be on with you Thursday, so it can't happen again on Friday. Yeah, well, that'll happen on a Thursday. That's all. <laughs> that'll, be, that's... that'll be when the Trent Williams deal goes down. Yeah, that, that's, that's what will happen. <laughs> You know, at some point in time, the Patriots dynasty will cease to exist, although it feels like it's going to go forever. At some point in time, Brady retires, Belichick moves to the front office, and Nick Casario is, at that point, I'm sure going to look for an out. And maybe that's what most of those guys are doing. Maybe that's what Josh McDaniels is waiting for as well. When Brady retires, the window closes, then I'll jump out and take a head coaching job somewhere. And maybe that's what's going to happen a year from now or two years from now. But for the time being, the Texans fired their GM and they don't have another, and now it's entering the second half of June. Not exactly where you want to be. Plan B, anyone in Houston. That'll do it. The best of your sports talk for Monday, June the 17th. We'll see you tomorrow, everyone. Thanks for listening to Around the Dial. Subscribe now for the best daily recap in sports talk on Radio.com or the Radio.com app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.